Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Yes, another week, another podcast. I feel like this visual element has given us a whole nother, um, what's it called, dimension? Lease on life? Yeah, um, <laughs> a, whole, a whole nother area in which we can laugh at ourselves, Tim. It has, it has. I enjoy it. If Yeah, I'm interested to know if any of the listeners have gone over and checked out the videos, actually. <laughs> well, I can, and, I can look how many people have watched the YouTube videos. I don't think it's many. <laughs> uh, well, I mean... That might be a good thing. Maybe yeah. it'll turn them off, we, uh, the we, podcast. We haven't been um, really advertising it anywhere, though. That We haven't been sending the links out anywhere. Well, that's true. That's that's a pretty classic thing for us to do. It is. Very classic. We just want to stay niche, you know. We, we don't want to go big. We don't want to get too like big. That. I mean, there's, there's, nah. there's a lot of podcasts in this space, Tim. Um, <laughs> and what we want is just to stay stay niche. Yeah, I just I see so many benefits of just remaining small and <laughs> and unknown. So um, yeah, that's that's what we're going to aim to do. Yeah, I mean, really, we're going to have to reduce to that point because <laughs> we we are huge in in the small business accounting space, Tim. Yeah. We're known. Um, also, a big thank you to Cats Accountants for uh, allowing us the time to record this today. Thank you, Kat. Team, you're all working hard back behind the scenes yes. to uh, allow us the time to record this and give some free knowledge. Share the knowledge. That's right. So today's episode, we're actually going to release a chat that we had with friend of the podcast, uh, Quang Nguyen from QN Coaching. Um, we had a chat with him a couple of weeks ago for his web series that he's been putting on. Um, so this was originally released as an episode of his show, but we thought, well, why not um, also release it as an episode of ours so yeah um our main topic today is that chat with quang it was a good chat just ch- talking about all things um job seeker COVID 19 uh, what you should be doing in a time like this so we have covered some of the content on other episodes of the podcast but this was just a, a really good little chat to quang and yeah and we thought it was worth posting yeah quang has been on the the podcast before um and yeah it was it was kind of fun going on to someone else's uh, thing so it was couple a couple of shout outs so i was speaking to quang just before actually asking him if it'd be okay if we use the content yeah. on the podcast this week and um a he was making pizza he was making pizza dough which uh this will come up later yeah a future titles tip mm. and uh and b it's his birthday next week so what day uh, I think you said Wednesday. So <sighs> happy birthday, Quang! Happy birthday, Quang! So if you're listening to this, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Coincidentally, Quang and I share a birth month. You too. His we birthday is going to be two days before mine. And it's your dirty thirty, Dan. It is my so dirty thirty, Tim. I am turning have to do something special. We have to do something special on the podcast to celebrate you mm. getting old. Yeah, I wonder what we should do. We should record it on Thursday because then I'm Maybe not actually working on my birthday. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a bonus episode next week and the main topic can just be Dan. Yeah. It'll just be like a, a bit of a look back through your life. Mm. Um, do you remember that show, like This Is Your Life? photos. Mm. Maybe uh, I, some 
funny <laughs> stories. Uh, our, our mutual friend Maka may have shown you this picture during the week, Tim. Um, but there's a, a picture of me that surfaced this week as a Fijian warrior. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm yeah. seeing Maka on Saturday night. If, so you, if you've ask seen, for, ask for that. If you've seen the movie Hobbs and Shaw, um, the Fast and Furious spin-off, there's there's an ending sequence where they go to Samoa. Uh, and The Rock and all of his Samoan uh, brethren dress up in their traditional garb and, and fight off the bad guys. It's essentially that's that's what I was as a 14-year-old. Did you just say fart off the bad guys or fight? Fight, fight, guys? fight, F-I-G-H-T. Hey, speaking of fart, mm. um, Zoom meetings, how good is farting in meetings these days? <laughs> you don't have to hold it anymore. I haven't been just... doing it. I'm assuming you just did though. No, not right now. But uh, hey, you just brought it up. You said fart. Do you, surely the microphone picks it up. Dan, come on. Silent. But the only thing that, that's picked up though is a little body movement. <laughs> yeah, There's a little bit of body movement. <laughs> <laughs> the right shoulder lifts. And, uh, and you know what's happening on the, on the other end. Mm. All right. Well, Tim, <laughs> what is the Tim? Tim and and Tim so I switched from last week just to give the audience a demonstration. If you've watched both videos, uh, that we do change it up. I went high this week. Tim went low. Last week, it was the opposite. You can see the moment of recognition in my face yeah. and uh, the slow understanding of what I need to do. <laughs> yeah. Why is Dan pointing at me and pointing? Oh, shit. All right. What is the Tim? <laughs> uh, that's it. Uh, Tim, how's your week? Yeah, pretty good. It's gone very fast, actually. Mm-hmm. I've played golf three times. So, <laughs> <laughs> if you count Saturday, and you're a, then you're a cliche, Tim. Oh, I'm a cliche. Mm. Really, you're a cliche. Tell me, you're the. Tell me why I'm a cliche. You're you're an accountant who owns his business and heads out to the golf course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> several times a week. There's actually, I was watching the Seinfeld um, special that's on Netflix right now that just come out. All right. And he does nice. a whole section on golf um, <laughs> and about how it's like the, the sport fathers use to avoid their families. And he's like, the, yeah. he's like, the truth is though, you leave the house, you come back, no one notices. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's um, gold. It's that really good. gold. You should, you should, uh, you should watch it. It's quite funny. I will. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah, actually, he says. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, it is quite funny. But yeah, that's good. Go getting Go outside, getting some exercise. Yeah, there was one hole, uh, the water hazard, mm. over at Shelley Beach Golf Club. So yeah, I've been doing a fair bit of golfing. Five. Uh, it's the uh, fourth, fourth, fourth hole. Yeah. And I lost five balls trying to get over the water. There. <laughs> that's, so that's the little getting better. That's the par three, right? That's the one that you you chip up the hill. Yeah, <laughs> literally, if you hit it about twenty meters, you get over the water. And uh, I topped like three uh, balls into five the water. Balls. Mm, I know. So then I walked to the other side and dropped a ball on the other side of the water, <laughs> and then hit hit towards the green, which must have been like another fifty meters away, and uh, and hit one just straight deep into the bushes mm. and did the exact same thing straight again. So I just gave up on that hole. I just went to the next hole. That's uh, always a good sign. That's Five balls enough. is my limit. That's pretty funny. Hole. It's, mm. There's something like any other time you need to tee off, you will hit it up 
and it'll go far. Mm. But as soon oh, as you sure. need to just go over that small little bit of water in front it's of mental. you, you just hit it, mully grabber, straight it's along. It's so mental. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I topped any other ball like off the tee. Uh, but anyway, that's been really fun. Loving golf. Loving golf, which I good. never thought I'd say. So uh, I'm glad, so, yeah. Tim. I'm glad. Fun journey for me. What about you, Dan? Yeah, I've had a good week. I've had a good week. I've um, been working, unlike you. Um, I've. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, I, I'll, I'll tell you one thing that I'm upset about. All right. What? One one thing I I got tell a, I got a delivery today. It's not about you. I got I got, I got a delivery oh. today, and um, so my birthday's coming up, as I said. So there's a, a bunch of things that that um cat bought for me for my birthday and, and they've been getting delivered here. Very nice, um, very nice. And the guy turned up today with two packages for me. And I was like, yes, how exciting. Like, I, I, I can't open it to my birthday, but still exciting that things arrived. Mm. And where I'm sitting, like just here, is the path to the, to the door. And so I can see them walking up. This guy reverses up my driveway for some reason, which is a weird thing to begin with. That is with. a weird thing to do. Yeah. Um, and then... He walks up to the bottom of the stairs up to my deck, sees mm-hmm. that I can see him, shows me the packages, and throws them up onto the deck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that sounds like Afterlife, the postman from Afterlife. Have you watched that? I haven't watched it, no. Oh, um, Ricky, Gervais, mm. um, Ricky Gervais's character mm. in Afterlife has this postman that reads all his mail before he gives it to him. <laughs> so he's like, oh, you've got a letter from such and such in there. And he's like, what, you read my mail? And he's like, yeah, yeah. What's wrong with that? <laughs> he's just this really gruff, like smelly, low-life human, basically. Mm. Well, that's what um, this guy was. He just, he just walks up, he sees me, shows me it, and just tosses it up the stairs. <laughs> that's horrible. Like, there's not many stairs. There's probably only like six stairs or seven stairs, uh, but... But still, I mean, and they were fragile items too. Were they? Yeah, they were, they were in like, they're, um, it's stuff for my telescope. They're like right. a couple new lenses and, and things like that. Wow. He just tosses them casually to the top of the stairs. Whoa. By the time I got out there, he was already gone. So I couldn't, I couldn't That's so bad. have a go that at him. That is so bad. Maybe it's one of their new employees. I know that's one area where they're like a lot of people are being hired mm. at the moment. So, oh, I think he's, he's maybe he was a bit crabby because we, um, it's a split property where I am and, and nah. all of our stuff gets delivered to the front house. Um, yeah. but for some reason, just randomly, the neighbors moved out earlier this week. Oh, they've only been there for like a month, but they're, they're gone. Um, the house is empty. And I was like, well, I know I'm getting packages delivered, I know they're going to go to that house. So I, mm. no one's going to be there to collect them. Mm. Um, so I put, put a sign on their front door and it yeah. said, you know, please note delivery person. This is number seven. Seven A is around the back. And I drew a map on how to get there. It was quite clear and, and pleasant. And I felt did, like... The map didn't like look like the outline of like a finger like this <laughs> yeah. or something, did it? Because you've obviously done something. It said, please, to... please read the package correctly for the address. Uh, <laughs> idiot. Please read package correctly. Yeah. Please use your eyes yeah. and your brain. Exactly. Um, mm. Maybe it was for that. Maybe. maybe. Or maybe he was just in a rush. Potentially. Anyway, do you have there a tight ass tip? 
Uh, Tata's tip. Yes, sorry. I, I missed that because I was speaking at the exact same time that you were speaking. Yes. Sorry. Don't you hate that on Zoom? Uh, Tata's tip this week is golf related. Yep. And I, I know what this is going to be. It's going to be don't play water features. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Save money on balls. There's actually yeah. so many tight ass tips for golf. Yeah. And some of them will remain uh, forever unsaid because some of them are a little unethical. But one that you can use mm. that is ethical and completely recommended yep. is to Not use play. the Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed way to save money, money golf yeah. if you don't play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but then you don't get the joy of playing golf then. Yeah, so you're right. No, you, if you want the joy of playing golf, go but for you it. don't want to lose all the money in the meantime, um, use the Mac principle yes. when, when getting your golf gear. Now, you might be thinking, what is the Mac principle? If you've ever watched a funny little show called It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm, which is a brilliant show, by the way. You'll know Dennis, who is one of the characters, has a, has the principle on how to... Uh, I, I don't know, what is it? Like the, the stages of his relationship? Yeah, or it's like, it's like the, the, the system that he uses to pick up women, basically. <laughs> and, and his is the Dennis system, and it's an acronym for something. It stands for something yeah. and there's stages and there's actions. Yeah. Max Max principle is move in after completion. Yeah. And that is what I do with other people's golf gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so after someone else is, is done with the gear, uh, you move in and take over that gear for what you'd assume is a, a cheaper price. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes nothing. Depending yeah. on how much they like you. Yeah. And, and what they stand to get in return. I, which... I really like this. You could also say hand-me-downs is... is hand-me-downs. Hand-me-downs, but I, I like the Mac method. But um, mm. but this is a really good idea, especially for people like like you and me, because we do have some friends that are really into golf. Yeah. Um, you know, we have one friend who used to play properly. Um, yeah, and, as a pro. Uh, as a pro. Uh, another friend who wished he was a pro. <laughs> 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 That's Orford on the Very street. True. Yeah, Orford on the street. You know, Orford on the course, as maybe we'll call him. Orford on the course. Um, Orford on the course. Yeah. So he, he's someone who's constantly researching some new golf gear. Oh, yeah. Wants wants to upgrade his clubs. Um, I always I apply the method. Um, a good tradesman never blames his tools. Uh, very true. Very true, Dan. Um, uh, which is obviously why I'm terrible at golf. It's not my clubs. It's it's me. It, it might be the fact that you're using like. A foot too yeah. short clubs, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the short clubs for like the, one of the tallest people I know. But uh, yeah, that probably doesn't help. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, Offord's already, uh, he's already researching his next set of irons, for example. And my irons right now are his old set, which I bought <laughs> off him for the uh, value of about 40 bucks. So um, I'm looking forward to any upgrades. I can't wait. Yeah. Then I, I get a new set of ping irons, which yeah. is going to be really good. That's going to be Hopefully. awesome. The only thing that really will get in my way is if someone, someone else, another friend, mm. I don't know, let's say an accountant. Mm. Let's just say uh, someone named Dan who's known, <laughs> who's known Orford on the street longer uh, and yeah. who might request these clubs earlier. Really, if we get into a bidding war, well, then no one wins other than yeah. Michael Man on the street. So, See, what I like to do is I don't use the Dennis or the Mac method. I'm going to use uh, 
Danny DeVito's method and come in after that. <laughs> Lots of cash and uh, yeah. so, <laughs> the magnums. Exactly. <laughs> I love that show. It is so good. Uh, I'll take your clubs off your hand for five that's, bucks. That's actually what I was joking because yeah. now I've inherited so many golf things. Like recently I, off our friend that, that was a pro, I got his old golf bag. Mm. Which is really good, actually. Is it one of those bags that you lean and they yeah. can stand? Oh, I like wish my shoulder, bag did that. The shoulder straps so yeah. I can carry it on my back. I wish my bag did that. I know. Because I'm just one so, of those guys, like everyone else, their bag leans against the grass, like all yeah. good, and I just walk up and just dump it on the ground. Like it just... <laughs> yeah, so, that was me. <laughs> that was me too. So, um, so now I've got that. I've got a new driver. Mm. I've got Orford's irons. Mm. I found a putter in the bushes mm. at a golf club, which yep. was free. Yep. Um, and I got a free lob wedge. So where'd you get a lob you know, wedge from? Uh, well, it's just the. It's a lob wedge that I think Luke Speaking gave to Speaking of which, Macca. we've got uh, Orford uh, on the street calling me right now. I should answer it on the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but I won't. It's just passed hands several times. This lob wedge because yep. no one needed it. They all got new ones. Yep. So it's in my bag now. I like so, yeah, it. I literally have a full set of old clubs, which were my original clubs yep. that I got off my dad mm. that uh, I should probably just sell on Gumtree for 20 bucks now. You should because they'd be, I'd imagine they, they wouldn't be top range clubs. Like they'd be They're not great. I mean, my clubs, my dad bought me brand new. So I, I'm the only owner of my clubs, but they were when I was like 16 or 17. So yeah. it's, they're kind of 12 years old. They're a little bit too short for me, Yeah. particularly the driver's. Um, and and the shorter irons, um, so I do need. So when when Orford sells his clubs, I'll buy your ones. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a really good idea for five yeah, bucks. They're really good. They're really good. Five bucks. You bought them for forty, and you've had them for a while. <laughs> five bucks. I'll take that. I'll take ten. I'll take ten. <laughs> All right. Ten. Sounds good. All right. Deal. Well, should we get into the uh, main topic of the day? Our yes. chat with Quang. Let's get into the chat with Quang. And uh, yeah, we'll see you after this. Thank you for tuning in to another episode here of Behind the Success. Um, I've called it that because behind every successful business, every successful person is uh, a whole heap of people, a team that people rely on and touch base with. And this is what this series is about, picking the brains of uh, experts and use, utilizing their expertise, not only through this period, but um, in business in general. And I'm very fortunate that I have two people that I know very well. Um, they are the co-directors of Cats uh, Accountant, as well as the co-host of Two Drunk Accountant podcasts. Um, these guys are also also, awesome, awesome table tennis players, uh, <laughs> Tim and Dan. <laughs> hey. I appreciate you adding that last bit because it's it's something that a lot of people miss uh, when they introduct us. <laughs> it's just how good we actually are at ping pong. <laughs> oh, it, it, you guys are the, the living example that you don't need to be Asian to be good at ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the first things when I met Quang. He, uh, he told me how good he was at ping pong. <laughs> and, he, and, and then he, he owned up that he was just joking about it later. But um, yeah, no, thank you for that intro, Quang. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I owned up because you guys and I laid me on the table. That's, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you owned up after it was uh, 21 nil. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the countless double faults. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, double faults. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, awesome. So, guys, I know I've just given everyone a quick intro here, but guys, if you could just take a moment just to, you know, tell everyone about what you guys do, your background, and how even how we met each other. Down the, down the yeah. track. I think, um, I mean, first of all, uh, I don't want to get too detailed about the ping pong, but uh, I'm Tim and I, I'm 2019 player of the year for ping pong at Cats Accountants. Uh, I, uh, I'm not sure if that was officially decided, but I'll definitely claim that one. Um, yeah, so Dan and, I, Dan and I actually uh, recently took over Cats Accountants as a business. So we're partners in business. Congratulations, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, and so really our philosophy with, with our accounting firm and the podcast is all about supporting, teaching, and growing. So it's supporting, teaching, growing um, our clients, our community, our team, ourselves. Um, and so that's where the podcast fit in. We like to have a bit of fun and, and share our knowledge uh, with people. So uh, yeah, what do you think, Dan? Yeah, no, absolutely. So we've both uh, been working together for for 10 years, roughly. And uh, even before that, we actually went to high school together. So we've known each other for a long time. And uh, yeah, so since then, we've just been slowly building up, building up what we do, building up the business, uh, exploring the things that we're interested in, which is helping other businesses, helping people, because um, we're all in this together. And, and we want to make sure that you know, uh, all the knowledge out there isn't hidden behind some special accounting wall. <laughs> we we, yes. we want to spread it out there and give people the tools and the ability to uh, to navigate their way through. Yeah, yeah and, I, and, we, and we met you, Quang, through B&I um, back in the day, which was like a networking group. Uh, yeah. And we see you all the time at all different events on the coast, like LinkedIn Local. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think, you know, we just... You're just such a good guy and uh, and and a good person to get along with. Always having a laugh. Don't take yourself too seriously. So oh, we shucks. Uh... Thanks, <laughs> Make me blush. <laughs> and you make a pretty good coffee too. I mean, that one time you made me a coffee at your house. So that was that was useful. Uh, yeah, awesome. <laughs> I don't know if I shared this with you guys. So early on, I, I was one of the early guests on uh, Two Drunk Accountants, and. A lot of people listened to that and almost everyone came up to me. Okay, not everyone, maybe about 20 people. Okay. Uh, nah, who am I kidding? Probably about eight people came up to me. And said, I was going to say 20, it's pretty good. Especially back then. <laughs> yeah. They were like, did you guys really hit the juice before you were on that episode? Because it sounded pretty juice. I was like, no, that, that's just us. <laughs> that's it. Just yeah. We can let everyone into a little secret is uh, we do call it the two drunk accountants, but rarely are we ever drunk on the podcast. Uh, it's It just sounds that way. Just sounds yeah. that way. <laughs> just yeah, I guess we're life. just, yeah, drunk on accounting, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's classic. I love it. Um, guys, I just want to um, just, just early on take this moment just to thank you guys for coming on. We're going to talk about a whole heap of different things. Um, business in general, but also, uh, I guess, business, how it's been affected by COVID right now, because it's it's something that's worldwide, you know, mm. we're fortunate enough here that um, 
we're not as heavily impacted as some of the other nations in the world. Um, but we also have some restrictions and regulations put in place to help help that cause. But it's also impacting businesses um, mm. without a doubt. So you know, all over the media, it's, they're saying there's a health impact, but there's also an economical impact. It, it, a lot of businesses uh, are having to one shift the way they operate, or two, unable unable to shift, um, mm. and they've been forced to either shut or reduce reduce it down, scale it down so far that it's kind of non-existent. Um, yeah. With you guys being, you know, at the front line of what's happening, what's your take on businesses and the impact of COVID and, yeah, in general and specifically if possible? Yeah, I, I think it's a unprecedented time. I, I don't think there's a single business out there that hasn't been impacted in, in some way, um, be that you know, you're a builder on a site somewhere who now has to keep only a certain amount of people on the site or, mm. uh, you know, new hand washing facilities on site and things like that, yeah. that, that you wouldn't have ever thought of before, um, yeah. down yeah. to say a restaurant that's had to completely close. Um, and now yeah. it has to shift completely to a new business model of takeaway. So there's a lot of in between that. Um, but mm. there, there wouldn't be a single business out there that hasn't been affected by this somehow. Um, yeah. There's also been businesses, surprisingly, that have done really well out of this. <laughs> you know, there, yeah. there's been some businesses who've either been able to adapt or already on that on that direction, and you know, there's been opportunities for them to really kick in, kick in, and and have done quite well. But then a majority of the time, it's it's someone um, businesses have had downturn, a significant downturn yeah. in revenue. They had to shift the way they're doing it. They had to rethink the way that they're running their business. And yeah, it is it is a very interesting time for everybody. I'm I'm seeing a lot of people um, approach it in a pretty uh, constructive way, though, which is which is mm. good to see. Um, I mean, obviously, in the first few weeks, uh, or even the first week after the the main shutdown that happened in Australia, yes. um, there was a bit of stress and a bit of confusion as to what the future held. But I've seen over the weeks more and more so people getting more confident, being mm. creative. Uh, forward thinking and finding new ways to, uh, I suppose, whether it be build a bridge to the other side of coronavirus or pivot their business model and try to yeah. build something new right now that they can actually uh, work on and, and survive or thrive from uh, in the meantime. Yeah. So it's been Most definitely, yeah, mm -hmm. it's been a really interesting time. And I think, you know, if anything, I've got a lot of respect for everyone who's who's stayed calm and and um, looked yeah. to the future in a, in a positive mm -hmm. way. Yeah, I, I think you guys are, are right there in that when when these restrictions were first put in place, it was all doom and gloom. And as, as yeah. we all experienced, there was fear and panic and people going um, out of their mind, just, you know, panic buying is an example. Um, but now that we've actually had time to adapt yeah. and adjust mm -hmm. ourselves to the scenario and kind of see, notice that it's not as it's not as bad as what mm. we initially thought. Um, mm. So um, things are starting to, we can start to see the light at the end of the tunnel and it's not as, uh, or as doom and gloom as initially made out to be because of the lack of foresight or a lack of understanding of how we could navigate through this period. I think I think Australia um, and Australian people um, in particular, I think just our culture has allowed us to kind of, you know, we're, we're always happy to be the underdog or to just accept things how they are and, and 
find the best way through. Whereas you see in other countries, mm. you know, mass protests about opening yeah. the economy back up and, and crazy things like that. Um, yeah. where, whereas I feel as a culture, uh, we've been able to just go, okay, this is what it is right now. Let's find the best way yeah. through it. Um, you know, we know there's going to be some support out there and then yeah. back in on the other side. Yeah, I think I think we're pretty lucky in Australia as well. Like we have we have such a good quality of living. Um, mm. So being stuck at home or 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 changing our lifestyle so that we go on more walks with the dog or <laughs> going to the beach more often. I know Quang, you've been doing a lot of uh, sup boarding, a bit of stand up paddle boarding. Definitely, and I've, sorry, I've seen a sea turtle recently, so I've seen more wildlife out on the water. Bragging to these boys all the time about that. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, I think we're so lucky in that we can get out in nature and, and stay positive. Mm. And that was one of my first points I really wanted to, um, I suppose, uh, share with people is, I think, something constructive they can do straight away. And this is really what we focus on with clients when we're doing planning for their business is find something personal that you can set a goal for or find something personal that you can set a direction for, which um, will have a positive impact on your energy, uh, mm. on your emotions, but also perhaps it might even relate to something to do with the business. Uh, it might give you work-life balance or it might relate yeah. back to um, a personal budget even. You know, set a personal yeah. budget and a savings goal uh, mm. on on your spendings that you might be yeah. might be having and you need to cut back on. So uh, for me personally, I've I've set sights on trying to um, get fitter and do some running, <laughs> which has been positive. Awesome. And I'm str- struggling massively, but uh, <laughs> trying to trying to build up. I want to I want to try and run forty kilometers at some point over the next six months. So. Mm. Not not at the same time. Just, just like, oh, not, not, not at once. Yeah. Maybe like two K chunks. Yeah, two K <laughs> chunks would be fine. Yeah. I mean, over the next six months. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What What makes it worse is we've uh, we've got uh, someone that works with us who runs marathons fairly regularly, and and we say things like, "Oh, we went for a great four K run." the day like i'm improving i'm getting better and he said oh, i went for a small run oh, how far did you go oh just a quick 10 just a quick 10 this morning <laughs> yeah. not much i'll probably do 20 over the weekend yeah, yeah. you need just, just flog him in table tennis bring him back yeah we us. do it makes us feel a bit better <laughs> actually he won the last comp in the office too so that was upsetting <laughs> and i i think it's a valid point that you you guys talked about there is readjusting your own personal goals as well, because um, when you start those personal goals, you know, you bring that confidence and that, that self-belief back into yourself. And then naturally that will have a flow on effect in your business as well, um, because there's no two versions of you. You're still the same person. Um, mm. And it gives you that confidence to perhaps jump on an idea or perhaps mm. to uh, uh, the key word I've been hearing everywhere is to pivot um, mm. and, and take that course of action that you need. And the, the best example I can think of is um. I, I live about two minutes drive away from a gin distillery. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Um, I think I've yeah. the one as well. Uh, definitely. Uh, but they're, they're kind of, you know, obviously yeah. all business, they're, they're a hospitality selling alcohol and whatnot. They've got a cafe in there. Um, but they've definitely had to adapt. So, what they, another source of income that they probably wouldn't have thought of previously is now they're producing alcohol to sell to pharmacies to make hand sanitizer. Yeah. You know? So there's a lot of that happening right now. And I think businesses, and it probably it's probably a combination of 
we're more advanced, we know more, but also mm. it's uh, uh, we have stronger support networks these days as well. To uh, uh, a lot of businesses are being able to take that step and transition into the next phase or add on another branch. Um, have you guys noticed that? Have you guys seen some examples of that in, in your line of work? Yeah, absolutely. I think the 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 most common ones that we've seen would be, say, um, a restaurant that never used to do takeaway now does takeaway and has the facilities to be able to do it. They've signed up to things like menu log or, or those kind of apps that allow them to get more regular orders, change their menu up. Um, and so these might have been restaurants that have never, never done takeaway in the past. Mm. Um, and then also you, the other main example that I've seen a bunch of times would be gyms. We've got a few gym clients yeah. who used to have, you know, daily classes on all day. Now they've been able to pivot and do an, an all online class and, and they do yeah. those several times a day, keeping the memberships. There might be different prices, but, but they're yeah. offering a different service that they would have never thought about before. And, and when all this is over, they could continue to offer, yeah. you know, yeah. they, they have those systems in place now and they've got an alternate source of revenue. Yeah, yeah. that is. That is the exciting thing. And that's where like that growth mindset or the positive thinking comes into it because mm. you, you're actually creating um, a better future for yourself potentially mm. over this time whilst being supported by um, some government stimulus uh, that might be available yeah. to you that you, you could be accessing. So it's actually giving yeah. you time to, to rethink, do the planning that you always wanted to do or um create the efficiencies or the, the new products or services um yeah. which you were interested in doing so um i think you hit on a few things there quang which which are, are really vital um it's it's knowing yourself and knowing why you're in mm -hmm. business uh, because because that's really going to drive what's going to satisfy you and what's going to fulfill you over the next yeah. 6 12 24 months whatever it mm -hmm. may be and that's really important but yeah. then it's also knowing your community that you're a part of yeah. because um, I think I've seen like, especially with restaurants, cafes, the gyms, yeah. um, all of those people, if they have a, a community and a way to communicate with that community, whether it be social media or an app yeah. or yeah. whatever it might be, um, they're, they're going to be more successful at this mm. time because they will be able to lean on that community for support. Community for and and work together through it and and find a modification of their service or product whatever it was yeah. um to keep things going which which mm. is what oh, which is what their customers want too <laughs> yeah absolutely it's, it's it's um yeah good dan i, I was gonna say i think uh, <laughs> something that tim just alluded to before as well is something when we do business plans um with clients we often start with that um, why they're in business themselves. And that's something that during a time like this might get very easily forgotten. You know, there'd be a lot of people sitting there who might be stressed about uh, where that income's coming from. They might be stressed about the changes that they're making in their business and reflecting or um, thinking back onto why you started this in the beginning is going to help motivate you to to push to that next step and to, to make the changes that need to be made. True. Oh, most definitely. And I was just going to just add to that. Uh, it's, you know, people, for those who are of the, you know, we talk about the mindset of the closed and scarcity mindset, they're probably thinking, oh, man, I'm going to, it's going to force me, I'm going to go bankrupt, it's going to force me to shut. Mm. But if you're on the other side of that, and it's not, it's not just mindset, you have to action it as well. But forced innovation, this is forced innovation. You know, yeah. we have to be creative. We have to think of ways to, to survive, to continue to make an income. 
And the gym example, um, you could now, because they, they probably were targeting a local market, but now mm. because they've got these uh, other avenues or other platforms to do what they do, they've actually opened up to a whole new market that could be potentially be international. Yeah. You know, which, is, which is phenomenal. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if they're able to translate the community that Tim was talking about that they've been able to develop locally um, into mm. an online platform, the your potential clients go from, yeah, a few suburbs around to an entire country or several countries. Yeah. And interestingly, I mean, the Australian dollar is so weak right now. So exporting <laughs> is <laughs> is a good option. If you have a service yeah. or a product you can export. Yeah. Um, you there's, could, there's government grants around uh, marketing a lot of those exports as well. Yeah, yeah, I was even looking at a Queensland state, uh, at the Queensland state government grants today for a client we have in Queensland. And yeah. um, in New South Wales, there's a $10,000 um, just grant for people who have been yeah. severely affected. In Queensland, there's nothing like that, but there is a uh, five to $50,000 grant for people in specific industries. I think it's food and, and fishing. Um, I can't think of the third one, but um, who, if they're looking to export to China, um, mm. they can get a grant from the government to change their business model and, and head in that direction. So there's some really interesting things out there and opportunities mm. if, you, if you're looking for them. Yeah, and speaking of um, the, the government grants and grants and, and all the, <laughs> the stimulus uh, packages that they're putting out towards us um, for business owners and supporting them to ensure that the economy keeps, keeps moving. Um, I guess with so many out there, um, I guess being in New South Wales, let's talk about the New South Wales one, I guess, and if you can touch base on some other ones you, you know, great. But what what are the key ones that you know people, we hear about the job keeper? But you know, is that it? Do we are there any more? What are their mm. what are their purposes? That kind of stuff. Yeah, there's there's so many of them out there, and the yeah. hardest part for for us, let alone the small businesses out there, has been keeping mm. up to date and keeping uh, on top of all the different ones that are out there. Because obviously, yeah. there's the federal ones, which are the main ones we hear about: the job keeper, the cash flow boost, and I'll chat about them in a second. But also, yeah. as Tim said before, each state has different ones. <laughs> so if yeah, you're a business wow. in New South Wales versus a business in Queensland, then they, they could be very different grants um, and very different yeah. um, support out there for you. So um, starting maybe at, at the federal level, um, yeah. you mentioned the job keeper. That, that's the one that most people seem to be um, aware of and, and looking to get. That's essentially just a wage subsidy for, for most of your employees, as long as they're full-time, part-time, or a casual for more than 12 months, essentially, with you. Um, and as long as your income has reduced by 30%. Now, there's a yeah. few different tests that I won't specifically go into here, yeah. depending on how long you've been in business and, and if your business was the same uh, over the years. Um, but essentially, if your income is reduced by 30%, you can be eligible for this. And for all yeah. eligible employees, you'll get a a wage subsidy of, of $1,500 a fortnight, um, paid at basically the end of each month. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's the main one that, that people hear about and people trying to go for. And that's, that's, a re that's been really welcomed and mm. received well uh, by people who have been uh, badly affected by coronavirus. Yeah. So the, the cafes, gyms, restaurants, um, uh, even the clubs, pubs, because... What it, and retail too. So what it's yes. enabled them to do is to go to some of their staff who they may have stood down or, or let go of or stopped giving shifts to. And it's allowed mm. them to say, hey, guys, come back. 
uh, we'll get you to do some work. And if I was in the position right now, I'd be thinking so strategically about what they could be working on if, if they're not busy um, mm. to be growing and positioning my business mm. to grow and launch mm. in 6, 12, 18 months time when things are starting to open up and release after mm. the coronavirus. So yeah. um, I, think, I think that's a really exciting option for people. Yeah, and I think we can, we can chat in a little bit about you know, the opportunities that people have right now to really um, look at the assets they have and, and want to get from it. But yeah, yeah that, that definitely an opportunity to to look at your staff. And right now they might not be able to pour a beer, but what else could they be doing for you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, oh, yeah. 100%. Um, you, as you, as most businesses, for most businesses, the, the staff, the wages, the salaries are the, the highest proportion of resources allocated. So um, just because they're not operating how they would normally be in a normal situation doesn't mean you still can't utilize their expertise and experience in some other capacity because we're not just we, we don't we're not just good at pouring beers period mm. we're good at other things as well we just got to exactly. have that right conversation to to tap good at drinking it. I'm good at drinking them too so yeah. <laughs> and smashing the glasses no no <laughs> only when he loses ping pong <laughs> which is I've never seen that angry <laughs> Yeah, so, so that, that's the job keeper is the main one that people have been speaking yeah. about. But um, you know, a, a long forgotten stimulus uh, package that was announced uh, a whopping week and a half or so before the job keeper was <laughs> w w was the cash flow boost, and this is something that's happening right now. Um, so essentially, this is you know, in, in a very short way of saying it, you don't have to pay the tax withheld from your wages for employees um, in particular limits between January and June, and then. Uh, you get that again in the next three months. Whatever benefit you receive, you receive again. So yeah. it's, that's a pretty big cash flow saving for people who may withhold a lot of tax from wages. And it, and it's between ten and fifty thousand dollars per per period. So in that yeah. first six month period, it's fifty thousand dollars. In the next several month period, it's another fifty thousand dollars if if you received that total amount. Maximum. Yeah. So, the yeah, big thing about that one is it doesn't have to be any decline for your business to receive no. that one. You just need to be yeah. um, paying wages to employees. You need to have employees in your business. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 And and that needed to be before um, before March, before all these stimulus packages and things were announced. Um, you needed to to have that business up and running and, and employing those yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um definitely worthwhile speaking to, um obviously you guys, but touch. I'm getting people. I just want people to touch base with their accountants to, to mm. get the most relevant information because um you know a lot of, a lot of um, people see accounts as um, and my Kang, my friend Kang we spoke about it in, in one of the early episodes that um people just shop around for accounts purely based on money whereas an accountant yeah. if you have the right one and develop the right relationship can be one of your most valuable assets in, in helping you understand your numbers and your finances and other things like these stimulus packages and making sure that they fit you and you can access them if required. Mm, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I think, um, you know, if, if you're not valuing your accountant right now, <laughs> then you never will. <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, and I think this is something that, you know, there's a lot of different types of accountants out there. There's the, the accounts who are just looking at your tax. They're, you know, they're trying to keep their prices low and they're going to attract the people who are, who are just shopping around for the cheapest price. And, 
more often than not, you'll get a, a business like ours, though, who, you know, we're really, really looking for that relationship with our clients. We want to be a strategic part of their business, not just someone you see once a year to get your tax return done. Um, you know, we want to be there for the big decisions you make. We want, we want to provide you with the tools and the and the help and the support um, to do it. So, you know, if if you are just shopping for that cheapest price, then, yeah, you really are missing out. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm. And um, as we said, like, Finance is a key component of business. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Um, but to 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 know if you're eligible to have, be have access to these packages or some other mm-hmm. sort of stimulus package, you have to know your numbers. You know, mm-hmm. and, and um, uh, right or wrongly, uh, some business owners kind of um shy away from it because they think it's ah numbers. As long as as long as I've got more money coming in, that's all that matters. You know, mm-hmm. um, whereas. I'm sure you guys do the same. When I work with my clients, we do it a stock take of you know what their numbers are looking like, what what expenses are going, where where they are going. Um, is there is there something that you can suggest to help them? I guess overcome that, or maybe make it a bit simpler so they know where to start in regards to looking at numbers. I think um, it it comes down to to me um, having a really good source of information. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're coming from a place of um, of messy numbers, um, it, you you don't get to actually know what your numbers are for three months after it happened. Um, three, I mean that's actually pretty quick in old yeah. school accounting. But yeah, you know, <laughs> these days you want to know you want to know within a week after the end of the month how you did yeah. in that month, and you want to be able to rely upon that information, information. Um, knowing. Uh, the certain things are in the right place, that it's tidy, and then, yeah. and then you yeah. can move through and you can use that to make decisions. You can yeah. base that and you can make a cash flow forecast yeah. from, from that. Um, you can find levers to pull that will improve that. So mm. um, Dan and I often refer to the seven ways you can make your business grow. Yep. So um, you can look at like average transaction value or transaction yeah. frequency. Uh, mm. How are you getting? How many leads are you getting? Are you converting those leads? But then there's things like margin and, and yeah. your, your fixed overheads as well, which people always overlook. That's a way to grow your business if you just work mm. on your margins and increase your your gross profit on every mm. sale. That's going to um, that's really going to grow your business. Um, so I think that's when when in, in terms of speaking in plain English for people who don't really know what pivoting your business model is or or shifting mm. your business model. It, it, to make it really simple, it's it's looking at your margins and it's lo- and looking at your fixed overheads. That is the first way that you can try to figure <laughs> out how am I going to pivot my business model. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and so some of the some of the government stimulus is around that too. I mean, the rent relief is an example mm. of that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's obviously another big cost. The job keeper is an example of that. That's a huge mm-hmm. cost for most businesses. So yeah. just there, you've got. A, a large portion of your fixed overheads in your business model are yeah. now reduced. So, what can you do in terms of your margin or your sales? Um, well, you could potentially look at having a more competitive price. Um, yeah. You could experiment with some new products and and really deliver them at a competitive price or a a loss leader. Um, something to get people through the door and get them excited about yeah. your product or service again. Um, there's there's so many ways that you could spin yeah, it, could, but uh, it gives you flexibility. 
I think um, I think Tim hit the nail on the head there. Just about you know the first thing you should be looking at. Are, what are those fixed costs? What are those unavoidable costs that if you don't make a yeah. single dollar of sales, you're still going to have to pay? And, and as Tim said, a lot of those yes. government incentives are about reducing that. But an, another piece of advice that I I like to give is when you're first looking at those num at the numbers that you're printing out from whatever your accounting software are. Uh, a lot of people get lost in how it looks or how it's written mm. or what it's. Um, yes. Don't have to have that. You know, it, I know people say that I'm in a business. I need to print my profit and loss and my statement of financial position and, and all these things. And you think, <laughs> oh, just call it whatever you want yeah. and, and you can yeah. structure it however you want it. Whatever gives you the most understandable information, that's how you should have it. So if you want yeah. to call it um, my money in report or, yeah. or you want to call it my, you know, <laughs> Uh, how well did I do report and yeah. with some funny names as categories and, and just plonk things where they make yeah. sense to you, that's fine. Do that. Mm. Uh, you don't need to pretend like you're being professional. Just do it the way that works yeah. for you. I yeah, agree. 100%. I think we did an episode on the Two Drunk Accountants podcast, which was around um, reporting. And mm, yes. and in Zero, there's a really cool custom reporting tool. And so you could make your profit and loss you can summarize things where you don't need to see yeah. 30 accounts. You can just put mm. it into one group. Um, you can call it whatever you want. And so you can open that up and, and see the information exactly how you want to see it. It could just be your sales, yeah. gross profit margin, yeah. two lines, like the three big overheads that you have, your wages, yeah. your rent, and whatever mm. else, just miscellaneous. Um, yeah. And that's going to give you straight away your information that you need to see. Um, yeah. So as long as you know you can rely on it and it's timely, that's beautiful. Oh, 100%. And, and, and speaking from my own experience, um, I know for me, my business um, actually started to gain traction and I started to know what course of action I need to do, needed to do once I made the effort to understand what my expenses were um, mm. and starting to use that information to drive where to next. So, mm. so if I know that I needed extra X amount to, to cover my expenses, I would have to make x amount more phone calls you know yeah, i would yep. have to have more coffees um i would have to get on social spend more on my marketing and and that data allows you to make an informed decision which is really mm -hmm. important i like it what you're talking about there is giving meaning to the numbers and so yeah, yeah. coming back to what we we're talking about before if you're setting personal goals there could be a personal goal around what you need to survive on your income yeah. then that mm -hmm. can relate to a business goal which can then flow through to targets, goals, actions that you need to mm -hmm. do that when you look at your profit and loss, it now goes from a, a sheet of paper with numbers on mm. it where you're like, oh, well, mm. maybe that's good, maybe that's bad to I know what I need to be hitting and, yeah. and this is telling me I either, I either am or I'm not. And uh, so yeah. I need to go do something with this. Another good way to look at it is, is something that we often do is, is you do what's called a bottom-up budget. Start from yeah. the result that you want and work your way yeah. back to what the numbers look like from there. So if rather, you know, most people look at their profit and loss and they say, here's my sales, how did I do? Um, and then yeah. they might look their way through the, here's my gross profit, here's my fixed costs, and there's my net profit. And they, you know, they don't really pay much attention to it. Um, but what we like to do is start with what you want. And that might be, all right, I need to make 50 grand this month. So you start at 50 grand. You know mm. what your fixed costs are because we've spoken about them already. Just add them to 50 grand. So suddenly yeah. you know what your gross profit needs to be. You know yeah, what your yeah. gross profit percentage is and then you can work your way to your sales and then you're like, okay, well, I now have a sales target based on my actual numbers and based on what I want. 
Um, yeah. Now let's actions to get from where we are to what that looks like. And yeah. generally, when we're sitting with a client looking at that, they 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 know if that's realistic or not that sales target. Mm. So that's that's a really useful uh, way mm. of looking at it. You're right, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, guys. That's really awesome. Um, guys, I, I'm. Do you mind if I share something? This is this is just a simple tool that Please I do. use for my clients. Go for it. Um, yeah. And, and it's all about um, simplifying things because, as as I said before, people get um scared around numbers. Um, mm. So I, I have this really simple tool. You know. Um, First of all, let's, what reports are you generating, you know? Mm. Um, because some people don't even generate reports or they're not even sure what, what reports do what, you know? Yeah. So then from there, um, we look at how are you reviewing these reports, you know, if, and how often are you reviewing them? Mm. And then, as you said before, making meaning. So if you see a report and there are some numbers of concerns, actually take action, you mm. know? Yeah. And, and then the last one is just, tracking your expenses, your fixed expenses. And it's just something something magical about um, writing down, writing it down, you know, it just makes it so much clearer rather than being all jumbled up in your head. So, you know, we have fixed and variable and it's something so simple, just having a list of what you're spending your money on will mm. help give you that clarity on what you need to do um, moving forward. Yep. Yeah, yep. and yep, it's sure. Referring to before the the seven ways to grow, well, one of those seven ways is to reduce fixed costs. So yeah. if mm. you know what they are, you can set a target. Like, all right, well, I know this year I want to reduce my fixed costs by five percent. That's a, that's yep. a goal of mine. So let's have a look at how we do that. You know what those items are. You can change insurance companies. You can yeah. uh, you know renegotiate some of those other costs that you can bring down. Um, so yeah, n knowing them really does help um because it's it's basically that's the cost you need to cover with all the rest yeah yeah definitely sure. um mm. good in, question. In, i guess <laughs> the, in this time with COVID, because we don't know how long it's going to last or how long these enforced uh restrictions and regulations are going to be put in place and mm. you know whether some businesses will have to stay take away for for how long we, we don't know um, what are, I guess, what are the must-dos for businesses out there in regards to looking after the finances or understanding them so that they can either, you know, use it to either survive this period or, as we talked about before, gearing up um, to take advantage of the opportunities that, that that will arise when we come out the other end of this? Mm. Tim? Yeah, go, Dan? Uh, uh, I'll go. <laughs> I think, I think um, <laughs> that's a really good question. I think it, it depends what situation you're in. So mm -hmm. if, you're in a, if you're in a difficult situation, then you've probably gone through a bit of a shock and, and you've probably done a bit of scrambling. Um, so right now, um, you know, it's never too late to start looking at your information and to start setting some targets, um, making your information relevant to decisions that you actually make in your day-to-day -day life and, and business mm -hmm. life. Um, but I think one of the key things that, that you should start to work on is a cash flow forecast with multiple scenarios. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yes. so it doesn't have to be complex. So we have several different 
Excel spreadsheets, which which we use, we've we've previously subscribed to an online cash flow tool. There's many ways mm-hmm. you can do it. You could even just like you did before, there just write it on paper if that's the way you prefer. But um, I prefer uh, spreadsheets and uh, and, uh, and auto sum. You wouldn't be an accountant if you yeah. wouldn't yeah. like spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, but I think I think cash flow planning is mm. is number one. Um, I think understanding the equation that is your business, so that's your margin and your fixed costs, yeah. is an is the is another thing to do because that's going to give you the tools to start to replan and and stay agile and flexible as things change. So, um, so yeah, you might want to look at after six or plus months ahead if the stimulus packages just stop, if there's no more JobKeeper. If there's no more cash flow boost, um, then what do you need to grow your business to in these next six months to then sustain the business as it is now when mm. you lose that support? That's something I'd be thinking about yeah. if I was in that situation and, and, and I was struggling right now. But um, yeah. even businesses that aren't feeling the pinch right now, I think you should probably be taking a lesson from what everyone else has. Um, really gone through the pain of uh is is getting very familiar with your numbers familiar with your business model um and doing some planning of your own in case in case your revenue were to fall as well over the next six to 12 months i think uh i think the key word there is uncertainty at the moment a lot of people mm-hmm. you know we can't predict what the next month's going to look like i mean if, if you asked us all three months ago what would business be like in april we'd probably be like fine I imagine yep. it'll just be the same so as it always. What would be any different? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and planning that cash flow is is really hard to do when, when you, there is so much uncertainty. So, as Tim was saying, having different scenarios is the key. Yeah. Um, and and it might be as simple as saying, all right, well, let's make one cash flow for worst case, one cash flow for best case, and one cash flow for a middle ground, somewhere in between, and then having a look at your fixed costs, having a look at the support you can receive in each category, having a look at what you think your sales might be, you're going to have uh, a result and you're going to be able to then make actions from that. And so in your worst case, it might be, all right, well, I'm going to be in the hole 30 grand of cash in the next three months in this worst case scenario. How do I plug that hole? What what yeah. costs can I play? Um, maybe bank finance, you know, there's the government have announced some additional um, support for small business uh, lending. So Maybe I can get a small overdraft to cover me off that period and then predicting into the future, okay, well, let's say things improve. Am I able to then pay that back? <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, having yeah. that those, you know, several scenarios there that are based um, on all the different situations. That means whatever does come to pass, you then have a list of actions for that scenario already yeah. planned in advance, ready to go. Yes. Yeah, I think the worst thing you could do is just nothing, really. Yeah. I think you need yeah. to think, you just need to think, well, what, what are some scenarios that could be ahead for my business? And you'll be the best person to answer those questions because you're an expert in your industry and what you do. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you'll understand the inherent risks that could be lying ahead. And mm-hmm. um, so I think, yeah, if you if you take the time and just think about it and do some scenarios, um what it will actually also start to do is, is you'll when you look at your cash flow, you find other ways to improve things. So a big yes. one for a lot of people is their their debtors or their trade uh, accounts receivable. So yeah. that's something that people over time may have been slack on, and right now yeah. it could be 
haunting them a little bit. It could be keeping them awake at night if they have a lot yeah. of money owed to them. Yeah. Um, and, and, and there's uncertainty about that money being paid to them. So um, I think it's time yeah. to start tightening up on those processes. It Maybe. could be you're currently giving 30 days um, creditor terms for all your invoices. So you, you drop that down to one week or two weeks. Yeah. Um, you, you, you hold two months worth of stock and you're like, okay, well, maybe I can shorten that a fair bit and you stop ordering yeah. stock. Um, yeah. a, a lot of those changes and actions you can take based on doing that uh, cash flow projection, as Tim said. Yeah. It, it also gives you the ability to then, once you've done that, think about what else can I be doing? So I've done this. I've sorted out the normal cash flow issues, but what else could my business be doing in this time? As we we're talking about earlier, doing online things, doing you know what what you need, whatever yes. you need to be doing, takeaway. You know yes. what steps do I need to take to get from where I am now to where I am able to do that? You know it might be yeah. all right. I need yeah. to sign up for these four delivery apps. I need to change my menu and design it. I need to create some social media presence. So you set actions for those things. Um, and then you do another cash flow. All right. Well, based on that, how much do I think I'm going to sell? Yeah. What is that going to look like? Am I still in the hole? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's planning in advance is is the main thing you can be doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think um, planning comes down to also it's just as we alluded to before. It's it's the mindset. It's not that ah oh, just because I'm changing my plans that it doesn't mean I'm a failure. It means I'm prepared to do what it takes to. To yeah. not only survive but to flourish as well, and that's mm, what—that's yeah. the shift that some business owners have to make. That you're not a failure. I know you put your heart and soul into building you, building it up to where it is, but this is just another course of action. It's just another another page, another door opening um, that it, it could potentially lead to even more. Uh, I guess we're in business, more lucrative uh, possibility mm. or future that you probably hadn't envisioned if you yeah. didn't because of this whole scenario. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, Absolutely. especially and, yeah. especially if you start with your personal situation and and know what's driving you and know what's going to fulfill you, um, then yeah, you might even come out of this happier and, and more fulfilled. I know I'm doing more running than I used to do, yeah. so, uh, so that's a positive. Yeah, yeah. No, no. For Tim, running equates to happiness. <laughs> when I'm not running, I'm on the phone to my clients about JobKeeper. And then when I'm not on the phone to my clients about JobKeeper, I'm running. It's awesome. It's the best. Well, I'm so <laughs> now. To join those things up, Tim. <laughs> could do them at the same time. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, guys, look. <laughs> I think we've covered a whole heap of things. I'm sure there's something or one thing that so many people could take away from from our chat here. Um, if they wanted to touch base or just ask you guys a question or even to listen to the podcast, where's the best where's the best means of contact? How can they reach you guys? Yeah, for sure. So uh, on the podcast side of things, you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, all the places. Uh, it's Two Drunk Accountants, uh, and we're, we're on all the apps. Uh, but you can also follow us on social media. We're at Two Drunk Accountants on Instagram and on Facebook, at Two Drunk Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we're on LinkedIn. You can search us. Uh, Tim and I individually, both also on LinkedIn. So that's Dan Osborne, Tim Garth. Uh, and also Cats uh, Accountants, our accounting firm. You can Google us, Cats Accountants, or you can also find us on any of those social medias. Yeah, uh, or you could send us. You can also send us an email. Um, yeah. So uh, Dan is D A N at C A Tax dot com dot au, and I'm T I M Tim at C A Tax dot com dot au.
Uh, very difficult yeah. names. Very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> and and, uh, and, and, and t- Cats Account is named that way because Tim has a fetish for big cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Tim Exotic at catsax.com. Uh, that's, that's the side business. That's his pivot yeah. business. That is so funny. We yeah. should try and make some sort of meme and get Joe Exotic in front of our like brand. Oh, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> we just need a we need a, a rival accounting firm to be Carol Baskin. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Then we'll do hey, we'll a documentary and we'll all retire. Yeah. yeah. Hey Dan, you're a polygamist as well, isn't that? That's a funny <laughs> set of events. <laughs> Uh, Tim, oh. you've just been promoted to Carol Baskin. Yeah. <laughs> guys, uh, as always, it's always been fun. I love chatting to you guys. Um, yeah. Guys, Frank. really appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the beautiful sunshine. We will speak soon. Thanks for the Thanks chat. Calculator. Calculator. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. That was we're a great back. chat with Quang. Thank yeah, you, Quang. Was, I just had, went and had a nice cup of tea. What did you do, Dan? Yeah, no, I just topped up my tea. Um, oh, beautiful. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm drinking a green and jasmine. Oh, nice one. Mine's just uh, a water cooler full of vodka. So. <laughs> no, that uh, no, was a great chat with Quang. Thank you for having us on your show. It was good to, um, yeah, shoot the, shoot the stuff. And um, I'm looking forward to get down to uh, Tawoon Bay sometime soon and go sup boarding with you, Quang. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing ping pong with Quang soon. <laughs> Just because we and can destroy him. Yeah, well, we're going to get a new table at work. So uh, the, yeah. the pong date will be, will be coming back. Yeah, for those of you who have missed the pong date, it's coming back. It's coming back. Um, but yeah, no, Tim, do you have any other things this week? Uh... I do. I yep. do. I've got one which uh, Jade and I have been fairly obsessed with of mm. late. Um, it's this documentary series on Foxtel. I, I don't know if I've, I don't think I've spoken about it on the podcast. I might not have even told you, Dan. Yeah, not that um, I can remember. So it's called um, Homicide Hunter. Yeah, right. But, it sounds like and, something right up Jade's alley. Yeah, so Jade's a bit of a true crime mm. fanatic. She's. Uh, she refers to herself as like a serial killer fanatic, which is like... <laughs> I thought you were just going to stop there. She refers to herself as like a serial killer? As far as I know, she's not. But, <laughs> you know, you just never know with people as I'm finding out mm. on uh, Homicide Hunter. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Homicide Hunter is really cool, actually. It's, it's, it's just one of those um, true crime shows. So, they go through, they recount... They recount crimes and how they were solved by yep. detectives but the person who's telling the story is the detective that solved the crime ah that's really cool yeah it's joe kender and and he was a detective in colorado springs in america i, li- I lived there did you really i did there you go you, sh- mm. you should definitely watch this dan because they reference a lot of different places a lot of it's during the 70s and 80s and some of it's early 90s because that was when he was obviously working mm. i guess but, yeah i wasn't um, there some any the, time then some of the stories are just ridiculous mm. um and yeah it just goes through how he solved the crimes and um it's really interesting they get like family members of the victim or um accused people or whatever and and interview them now mm. looking back at the crime That's pretty so cool. it's like a true crime show but just a lot better mm. because it's so 
believable with the detective. That's really cool. Very good. I, like I recommend that. it. I should watch yeah. that. And it's on Foxtel. Yeah. Uh, just like Foxtel, Foxtel now, Foxtel Go, one of those things. It's all, Yeah, if you got the streaming Foxtel. Oh, yeah, yeah. you might have to get the documentary pack. I think they get, they're giving that out for free at the moment. Yeah, I Foxtel, think they've, they've given out a few things for free at the moment. Yeah, is... I should really cancel my Fox Footy subscription. <laughs> Getting a lot of use out of that right now. Mm. Although they, I think they're announcing today the, the new schedule, right? The plan? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I can't wait mm. for that to come back. So Cool. Mm. Um, but you did. My other thing, obviously, the, the main things I'm still right into at the moment is um, the uh, the Bulls and Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. Yeah. Um, also, Fake Doctors, Real Friends. Still That's loving sick. that. So um, good. Still really good. But so there's good. another podcast that I listened to during the week, which was quite fascinating. I haven't listened to it all yet, but you can listen to it all if you go to Spotify. Um, it's called Wind of Change. Okay. And it's about, um, there's a song called Wind of Change by the band Scorpion. Okay. Um, and apparently this song is like huge. Like it, it wasn't very big. I don't, I, I didn't really know it, um, but it was before our time a little bit. Okay. Um, and it's this metal song that this like German metal band made. Um, and it was this massive hit all through like Eastern Europe. And, and it was right around the time of the fall of the Soviet Union. Okay, right. And it was all about the wind of change. Cool, You know, cool. things are changing and they're going to democracy and all, all that stuff. Um, yeah. But there was a rumor that the song was actually written by the CIA and planted no way. through a this rock band, um, Scorpion, right. to help influence opinion throughout the region to make the Soviet Union fall. Oh, and it was just shit. like one of the many cultural, um, there was like a, I don't know, like instead of like overtly yeah. doing stuff, um, like dropping pamphlets and things about dem- democracy, it was all about like subtly influencing it. Wow. And so this guy is spending the entire podcast series. He's like a, a real investigative journalist. Like he's, he's like a, a serious guy. He writes for one of those big newspapers, but he spends his whole podcast um researching and trying to find the truth if this song was written by the CIA. Wow. That sounds really good. Yeah, it was, it was really good. It was quite fascinating, actually. And like he, he goes through examples of when the CIA in the past have used popular figures without them knowing and, and things wow. like that to try and influence behaviors. And yeah, it was quite actually, fascinating. It does make you wonder, like, if they were doing that then, mm. what's, what's happening now? You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Um, you've got... Uh, China and some interesting relations you, happening. You can imagine China doing things like that, like trying to get China doing something like that. Famous definitely. songs about China or something. Um, yeah. Influ- yeah. Like, even like big movies that that China, you know, is like funds or whatever. Yeah. Um, trying to influence opinion through things like that. Mm. But yeah, it was really fascinating. About about I haven't got to the end yet, so I don't know whether or not he ends up with a conclusion. Um, <laughs> But so far, he's just kind of gone through examples of when the CIA have done things like this in the past and people knew about it um, mm-hmm. and he's, the history about what that band was and and he's tried to speak to people in the CIA and they're all like cutting him out. He's like lodged freedom of information requests and and they've come back saying like they cannot confirm or deny it and like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to hear the rest of that like uh, rest of that series. Nice one. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. Check it out. 
All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. And if you have any questions for us, shoot us an email, twodrunkpodcast.gmail.com, uh, on Facebook, Two Drunk Accountants, Instagram, Two Drunk Accountants, and Twitter, at Two Drunk Podcast. Uh, we did get someone, uh, Alicia, wrote into us this week telling us that eBay is a good place to get puzzles. So, hey. thank you for that. I Alicia's will still listening. She's obviously waiting for a shirt. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, that should happen <laughs> look, at some point. Know, one day, things one day. are like everything's possible in the realm of life. Anything <laughs> and everything is possible. So, no, hang in there. Sure, no, that's definitely still going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, maybe. All right. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> okay. Coming. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll calculate it.